Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And now to prepare ourselves for these sacred mysteries, we call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom and write your truth in our inmost hearts. Christ, have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
As Peter reached the house, Cornelius went out to meet him, knelt at his feet and prostrated himself. But Peter helped him up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man after all. Then Peter addressed them. The truth I have now come to realise, he said, is that God does not have favourites, but that anybody of any nationality who fears God and does what is right is acceptable to him. While Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit came down on all the listeners. Jewish believers who had accompanied Peter were all astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit should be poured out on the pagans too, since they could hear them speaking strange languages and proclaiming the greatness of God. Peter himself then said, Could anyone refuse the water of baptism to these people? Now they have received the Holy Spirit just as much as we have. He then gave orders for them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, they begged him to stay on for more days. The word of the Lord.
reading from the first letter of St. John. My dear people, let us love one another since love comes from God. And everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son, so that we could have lived through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us when he sent his Son to be sacrificed that takes our sins away. The word of the Lord.
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my own joy may be in you, and your joy be complete. This is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. A man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I shall not call you servants anymore because a servant does not know his master's business. I call you friends because I have made known to you everything I have learned from my Father. You did not choose me. No, I chose you, and I commissioned you to go out and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, and then the Father will give you anything you ask him in my name. What I command you is to love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Somebody once asked my niece when she was a little girl, do you love your brother? There was some embarrassed squirming but no answer. Well, that person persisted, would you kiss your brother? Kiss my brother, my niece expostulated, I'd rather kiss my dog. That little exchange of ideas has gone down as a family legend. I would say now, many years later, that my niece does love her brother, but loving a dog is usually not always easier than loving a brother, and loving our material possessions can be easier still. We like things that give and don't take too much, and we can confuse that kind of undemanding giving with love. In the Gospel, Jesus is talking to his disciples in the last hours before his arrest and crucifixion. It's vitally important that they listen to him and learn. Nine times in our short gospel, he uses the word love. We could say that the disciples were not good at love. We don't see them in the gospel telling one another that they love each other. We do see them frustrated that they can't heal and cast out demons as Jesus does. And when they do perform miracles, they come back full of themselves, more than with joy for those who have been healed. <laughs> They're also highly competitive. 
immediately before Jesus' arrest, two of them, James and John, are competing about who can be the leading disciples, and they're egged on in that by their mother, which drives the other disciples nuts. Thank heavens they were such bad learners, because the struggles, mistakes and failures of Jesus' first disciples help us to learn from seeing where they went wrong. If they'd been quick learners, it would have been bad news for you and me. As Jesus explains the love that is so essential, he uses the image of fruit. I chose you, and I commissioned you to go out and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And then the Father will give you anything you ask him in my name. The fruit of which they're thinking at that moment is the vine, because that's what Jesus was telling them about moments before. There's a paradox in what Jesus is saying. It's not in the nature of fruit to last long. It's the destiny of fruit to fall to the ground and rot, or to be eaten. Actually, those aren't bad destinies. Fruit that falls to the ground can sprout and create a new vine and quantities more fruit. Fruit that is eaten or drunk, ideally as a nice glass of wine, is raised to a new level of conscious existence in you and me. And that's an amazing transformation, much better than hanging on to the vine as long as possible and shriveling up. So love is a difficult, demanding, lifelong process. But Jesus has words of encouragement. I have told you this so that my own joy may be in you and your joy be complete. As Jesus speaks to us of love, we begin to see that he is inviting us to be drawn up into a completely new experience, a new kind of existence, a new kind of joy. He is asking us to journey with him into the divine and eternal life that he enjoys with the Father and the Holy Spirit. We're going to see this kind of love and life being experienced by the disciples after the resurrection, when they begin to take Jesus' good news out to the rest of the world. Many of them, most of them who were with Jesus in the upper room, are going to lose their lives in the process. But by doing so, they enter into the full joy of eternal life and they carry their message with joyful confidence amid great difficulties and opposition. This year, many of you will not have been able to take part in the Easter Vigil, which is the 
focus of the church's life and year. There's a special moment I would like you to remember if you've seen it, or to imagine if you haven't. The deacon carries the great paschal candle, which is burning now in the choir up among the monks. He carries it into the dark church, a single flame. He then sings Lumen Christi, the light of Christ. Then the candles that the people carry begin to be lit from that single flame. The more that light is shared, the more light there is. And soon the whole church is ablaze with light. If the deacon refused to share his flame, it would be a gloomy vigil. Jesus is showing us that the more we give in love, the more joy there will be. And at Easter, he is showing us that you can have no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. That's the daunting and wonderful invitation that it is your responsibility now to take into the world and to live out, each one of you, in your own life. We will now stand and say together the Apostles' Creed, the short creed for baptism, which is a good idea to learn about God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, God Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the Church throughout the world. May we be good and attentive disciples who will listen to Jesus' message of love and take it out into our world. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for the young people of Myanmar, many of whom are laying down their lives for their friends. May their suffering bring new life and hope to their tormented country. Lord, in your mercy. We ask our Lady to join the Holy Prayer of the Gods as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou and blessed is the fruit of thy Lord Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, 
and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with the sacrificial offerings, so that, purified by your graciousness, we may be conformed to the mysteries of your mighty love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, 
but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfilment in the reality of the cross, and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with passing joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. 
Remember, Lord, your Church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Declan our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom of Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God, 
Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who restore us to eternal life in the resurrection of Christ, increase in us, we pray, the fruits of this Paschal Sacrament, and pour into our hearts the strength of this saving food, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in the peace of Christ.